0: listening to Meet and Write, a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church. Well, welcome to another episode of Meet and Write podcast. We're honored and blessed to have once again with us uh, my beloved priest and and dear friend, Father Anthony Messa, uh, a priest of St. Timothy and St. Athanasius Coptic Orthodox Church in Arlington, Virginia. So thanks again, Father, for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, we wanted to talk to you about weddings, everyone's favorite thing. Yes. We always look at weddings as, you know, just party time, time to dress up have some good food and see friends and and all that stuff. And and we just kind of, we look at the the service part kind of being in the way of the reception. But we wanted to talk about how the wedding itself is a type of liturgy. So that's my first question for you, Father. How is a wedding a liturgy?
1: That's a, that's a great question, Michael, and you're, you're talking about a subject here that's really near and dear to my heart, because one of the things that, you know, as a priest, obviously, I, I attend a lot of weddings, and nothing, um, you know, disturbs me more than when I see people making light of a wedding as if, like you said, it's just a, a show or a formality to get to the fun part, which is the reception, Uh, A wedding is a sacrament, um, and we treat it as such. It's a sacrament in the same way that baptism is a sacrament, or chrismation, or confession, sacred events. And of course, um, as many um, people know, is that the the sacrament of of matrimony, the wedding, used to take place actually in the Divine Liturgy um, and be sealed with the sacrament of the Eucharist. So it's a solemn moment and what I always tell couples beforehand, I say, you're gonna have communion many times, you're gonna have confession many times, but you're only gonna get married this one time, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> um, so this is really, a, 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 it, it's, in that way, it's like baptism. It's, it's a sacred moment in which someone entered into the church a certain way and is transformed by the grace of God Uh, by the the descending of the holy spirit is transformed and participates in the life of christ through a sacramental act same way baptism you came in you didn't leave the way you came marriage is the same way and it's it's a it's kind of those one time it's a one-time thing that i i i wish more people were um would understand that and and hold it in reverence
0: okay father you're mentioning that the wedding is is just like a sacrament just like baptism and chrismation and and the other holy mysteries of the church but explain how, how is a wedding, like we kind of don't classify it as the rest. How is it a sacrament like the rest?
1: So a, a wedding, if we, if we go to like the biblical foundation of, of the wedding, um, the, the passage that's always spoken about in the wedding ceremony is the passage from John chapter 2, the wedding of Cana at Galilee, which as you know is the first miracle that our Lord Jesus Christ performed on this earth when he transformed the water into wine. And in the wedding prayers, we'll mention the wedding of Cana of Galilee a lot. And we'll say, oh, God, who transformed water into wine by your divine power at the wedding of Cana of Galilee, transform this couple. Okay, make them into one. Transform things that are a means of division into a means of blessing for this couple. So there's a lot of imagery there of the wedding of Cana. What's the wedding of Cana of Galilee? It's you came in to this, this ceremony and they had water. Okay, and because they, they ran out of wine, so what Jesus did is he took something and made something else out of it. He took water and made it into wine, and that's exactly what's happening. I believe that's a good picture of of our wedding ceremony. Where Jesus is taking one person, one man, one woman, and he's making them into something which didn't exist a minute ago. All right, it, it's 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 a new creation in the sense that. A boy walks down the aisle. A girl walks down the aisle. But who walks back down is not a boy and a girl individually, but a union of man, woman, and God. Okay, a sort of new Trinity being formed in the sense of you have three persons. Okay, one being God. He's the head, the husband. Okay, some um, some w- would liken him to Christ in in the marriage. And then um, the wife and someone liken her to like the Holy Spirit in the marriage. Obviously, not literally, but I'm, I mean, you know, symbolically. Um, so you have a new creation which is created and similar to the water into wine. It's something that didn't exist before. It wasn't like the water turned into better water or slightly improved water or, um, you know, super duper high class water. It's no more water. It's now a new substance which is wine and that man is no longer just man he's part of a new union a union of man woman and god okay so to me that's what a sacrament is it's sacrament is we bring water okay we pray over it and that water becomes remission of sins okay in baptism we bring uh bread in eucharist and we pray over it and then something happens to that bread it's no more bread it's now body and blood of christ okay same with the wine And the same thing happens in in wedding we bring a man and a woman but we don't leave with a man and woman we leave with a new creation
0: yeah i mean i like what you're saying father that we do see a transformation of something uh, completely new a new creation being made when when a husband and wife come to the altar of god and are being transformed into something new but let's face it like when you know when we're just sitting there as deacons or in the congregation we just see you know, people smiling and pictures and crowns and vestments and, and just and people kind of just making noises to celebrate the moment. How are we like what are we looking at and how do we see that this is this is something divine like you're mentioning?
1: And that's exactly the point of what a sacrament is. A sacrament on the outside looks like nothing. It looks like just bread and wine, it looks like just water. It looks like you're just coming to a priest and he's putting his hands on you. It just looks like nothing from the outside. But that's the whole idea of a mystery is that something invisible is taking place through something visible. So what's happening in in a wedding? You know that the official title of a wedding, the more appropriate name is a crowning ceremony. Okay, we call it a wedding, but but like the technical title would be a crowning. And the reason why it's a crowning is like if you think about the idea of crowning, you know, forget about a wedding for a second. Who, when when, when you hear that someone was crowned, all right? crowning is it means something royal, something majestic, something um, you know highly distinguished and, 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 and a great honor. You think of a king and a queen
0: yeah. and
1: and when you hear that that we're having a crowning ceremony, who is being crowned is the bride and the groom okay man and woman are being crowned. who is crowning them? okay if you think about it, I as a priest don't have the ability to crown anyone because I'm not anyone special and neither are you. But God, who is the king, is the one who has the ability to crown. Like only a king can crown someone or a queen. A, a a peasant, a servant cannot crown anyone. So the king himself through the priest is crowning man and crowning woman. So what that shows us is that in God's... Um, From god's perspective a wedding is 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 something to like you know hold hold your horses right here like this is something special going on it's almost as if all of heaven is rejoicing at this great celebration where god the king now bestows uh, a crown upon a young man and a young woman and that crown is the crown of marriage okay so often we we think of marriage as just you know Again, like you said, it's just a party, it's just a celebration. No, it's something sacred given for the salvation of our souls. All the sacraments, all the mysteries are for the salvation of our souls, and the, and the, the crowning ceremony, marriage, is the same way. So the way I like to tell couples about it is you're going to walk down this aisle, and from the beginning, okay, you're going to see a royal, majestic kind of imagery. You're going to hear the hymn of, O King of Peace, you're going to be brought in a procession, a royal procession with your father and your mother and the deacons representing the angels and you know there's going to be a little boy carrying a ring and a little girl carrying flowers and it's something royal. And then we're going to dress you up, you know, with the the the, the robes, the the priestly vestments and we're going to put a crown on your head. We're going to anoint you as they would anoint kings in the Old Testament. All right? And then we're going to sing all these majestic and royal hymns and it's you are being crowned today with something that is heavenly, which we'll never, ever, ever see. Um, and that's, um, that, that's, that's why it's a mystery. It's something seen, I'm sorry, something unseen through something seen.
0: And that's why we see like the church giving, you know, we see this visual expression through the crowns and through the vestments and the, and, and the gold and everything like that to express how this is not just, you know, a regular celebration or just a party, but this is a divine interaction or intersection of God and man combining the husband and wife into one.
1: Absolutely. I, I wish more people would reverence the wedding, both those getting married as well as those in attendance to see that there is no less sanctity in a marriage than there is in a baptism or in the Eucharist or in any other of the mysteries of the church. It's something, it's a divine celebration. And if you think about it, okay, I go back to the, the, the very beginning of scripture. The first gift that God gave to Adam was marriage you know when when God created the 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 world and the sea and the stars and 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 then Adam was incomplete so God said okay let me give you the crown of all the gifts and he made him helpmate okay and he gave Adam to Eve and Eve to Adam and the first gift God gave man was the gift of, of marriage and everything was very good when that happened and if you look at the end of the 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 Bible as well it also talks about a wedding It also talks about a marriage us with the true bridegroom so the idea of marriage okay is seen from the start of the scripture to the very end we know christ spoke many parables about a wedding and a feast so to me and to god and to the church a wedding is something much more than just um you know a a earthly celebration it's something heavenly and divine
0: and since it's a heavenly celebration we have to look at it that it's not just you know something going on between the bride and groom priests and deacons but there's an active participation um, in the congregation. And just like you mentioned, Father, in the beginning, that this is this is a liturgy, and, and the definition of liturgy is work of the people. So there has to be an active participation, and active engagement of the congregation in praying for the bride and groom so they can become something divine, and establishing a new church.
1: Absolutely, and, and I know um, you know you that we said we'd record another episode next time about the actual prayers and the rubrics of of the wedding. But you know, just to kind of mention that, that's why we keep saying amen. Mm-hmm. That's why the priest will say, you know, let this crown be a crown of joy and happiness, and all the congregation says amen because it's all of us together joining in our prayer. I always say this at every wedding, I say, whatever gift you give to the the husband or the bride and the groom and whatever you bring at the reception, the best gift you give them is prayer. I kind of say that because that's my cheapskate way of not having to get them a gift. I say that we give them prayer, but I mean it. And and truth is the toaster will last today and be broken tomorrow, but the prayers that we all lift up our hearts and we say, we pray for this couple and especially all the married people in the church, they always nod their heads. Yes, they need prayer. They need lots of prayer, okay? Because they know that marriage Okay, as great as marriage is, it's it's not easy, and sometimes we confuse the two, and we think, because it's hard, it's not great. And I say the exact opposite. The hard, the difficulty is what shows that it's great, because anything easy is never worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Well, we would love to have you, Father, like you mentioned on the next episode, where we can kind of go through the rites and the rituals of the wedding, so that way we're not just passively, you know, looking at the bride and groom, or just taking pictures for Instagram and, and just waiting until the reception that we can actively participate. And actually for the bride and groom too. So we all know what's going on in the wedding. So thank you again, Father. And I'm looking forward to talking about uh, more about the rites and rituals uh, at the next episode. Can't wait. You have been listening to Meet and Write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out CopticHymnsInEnglish.com.